Hello, and welcome back to Old Soul Podcast. This is Bree, that's spelled B-R-E-I. Thank you so much. I wanted to speak about a film titled Train to Busan. Um, This film was released in 2016. It's a film that I've seen a handful of times, maybe a little more than that. And I think the last time I saw it was probably about four months ago, relatively. What sparked this interest and wanting to speak and have a sort of discourse commentary slash also review about this film is that I saw that it was originally on Netflix when I watched it at the time about four months ago with my younger brother and then it's on another streaming service called Viki that I watch a lot of Korean drama on and Korean movies South Korean specifically but so yeah I sort of wanted to speak about um, how do I say this? Symbolism, maybe not so much symbolism, but deeper concepts that I noticed in the film that I maybe brushed over the first few times that I watched, which is normal when you first watch a film. It's sort of everything getting thrown at you at once, especially when it's in the horror thriller genre. I would classify this film more as a thriller but that's sort of my personal bias because I'm not really a big fan of horror films and when I do watch them they have to be sort of less about exorcisms and spirits and that to me is like scary but when we talk about maybe like crime, murder mystery, action, something of that sort it's a little more easy on the palate for me but in my personal preference I think that I would consider this to be under the thriller genre just to give you a feel for what you would encounter if you watched the film but again it might waver depending on what you can deal with and what you can't deal with so because this is a zombie movie I did want to just touch on how the zombies are in this film because it does seem like a lot of films do it differently what is it the walking dead where i think they're a lot slower um world war z i think they're a lot faster in terms of their movements and um just you know the threat of them obviously even if they are slow they're still going to be a threat because they're like the living dead but it does differ in this film specifically they're fast-paced they're scary as hell just like they always are they i think um and i will link some reviews that i skimmed over or did read thoroughly um, that had some ideas that i also am branching off of and one of them mentioned that the zombies seem to react more to movement and not so much like having great vision um and then in the film you see how the passengers sort of put newspaper or some sort of covering over the doors to not be viewed by the zombies and there's even a scene when they're moving from different carts and I think they move at the towards the luggage at the top and they're trying to get from one end of the train to the other which will make sense when you watch the film and I don't remember if they or in the dark for a second or not but that does sort of touch on their movements and how these zombies react as well and there's a lot of scenes where 
they're at like a train station and and one of their stops that are supposed to be safe and then they find out it's like not safe um you see how quickly they react and how aggressive they can be and how strong they are especially in groups in crowds so that's just a little context on that i am not going to do a full like from beginning to end summary but i just want to sort of throw out ideas and create a discourse and feel free to add your opinions um in your comments or just you know out loud as you're listening i would love to sort of have a discussion about the film and i love when people bring up new ideas or new concepts or just shots or scenes in the film that i didn't really hone in on or notice at all it's just the beauty of speaking about film so this story does go off of the perspective of a father-daughter dynamic I'm going to refer to them as like the two main characters and father and daughter mostly because I don't want to butcher their names and the pronunciation I'm really particular about people pronouncing my name correctly and writing my name correctly and I'm also but I'm also really bad with names if someone isn't in my face like telling me how to pronounce it um I'm really bad at it but when someone is there and they tell me I grasp it really quickly um but I don't necessarily really trust google to translate it 100% and I don't want to butcher it because names are very important and I just don't want to be rude so I'm just gonna sort of give descriptors it's sort of how my mind works so there's a briefing the father-daughter uh, duo we see at the beginning of the film are the two main characters that we follow throughout the entirety of the film although we do get snippets of different perspectives later in the film and well, I guess throughout the film uh, the father and daughter are not very close so the dad seems to be a workaholic he doesn't really seem to be super close to his daughter although we do see how much he really does love his daughter and cares about her and I think that's something that parents maybe do have an issue with balancing a lot of the time because life is already hard and it's already hard to be an adult and so having a child and um having to give them attention but also having to work depending on what job I don't know what what that's like personally I'm not a parent but I can only imagine how difficult that is and just giving the dad a little benefit of the doubt but he does seem a little greedy a little selfish but it does seem that he likes his daughter he seems to make a decent income based off of how they set up um set them up and they show us the scene of them in the house and he like buys his daughter a gift that she already has and she's there with her grandmother but she misses her mom and it seems like the dad and the mom aren't on good terms i don't think the mom's even like living there anymore hence the concept and the reason why they go to busan um i think the parents are divorced or separated or whatever and his daughter really wants to go to busan to be with her mother and she sort of begs him at this point and eventually he gives in um when she finally gets his attention right she just wants to go to her mom <laughs> at this point and so this is the whole reason why they end up on the train to busan um i do want to note now in the beginning of the film they do before they introduce the characters they show us this deer or this animal getting hit by a car and then it coming back to life and that's sort of our little snippet sneak peek 
or otherwise foreshadowing, even though we know going in this is going to be a zombie movie, but that there's something that's um, spreading in this sort of field grass-like area. Maybe it's more of a rural area. It seems like it might be near a factory or somewhere far away. It doesn't seem like it's in the city or at least not in the heart of the city when we see this sort of setting, this deer getting hit. And I wanted to touch on this because there's something that I questioned and I don't know if other people remember this or not. Like I said, it's been like four months since I've seen the film. I do understand a lot of things about it and um, know the film, but of course I could misinterpret or get some quotes wrong or whatever, but I think it's insinuated that the father might have worked or is working for the company that is responsible for this outbreak. Is that something that's completely just wrong or did other people notice that? Because there are moments throughout the film where the father is speaking to his co-worker or assistant and they're sort of giving each other updates on what's going on and I don't know if that's because he's in Busan or he's just in another part of the city and it's really bad there specifically but that's how the dad sort of knows like uh he gets his updates from his assistant and co-worker until obviously they either lose signal or um something happens to that assistant or co-worker and they no longer are speaking at some point in the film and I just wondered if that's something that is completely out of nowhere and I don't know why I'm thinking about that or if that's actually a connection but anyway it's weird and either way um it starts with something and it spreads and the reason why um the train even gets infected in the first place sorry about that noise the reason why the train even gets any infections in the first place and when I say infections I just mean like um someone gets there and on the train at the last second past the conductor or whoever is in charge of letting people on the train um and i think at the moment that they get on they had just gotten infected and it seems like the bites react pretty quickly they got on the train and then obviously once they're already on the train they turn and then that's how it starts to spread on the train and we get another snippet of that which again i really like how the film jumps from these minor moments of different perspectives and how they all sort of intertwine and I think the reason why I like this so much is I feel like that's so accurate to how life really is as much as some people who might be more narcissistic and selfish capitalist whatever we all really do affect one another whether we know it or not and I think the difference is that that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative example or discussion about this but I do feel like oftentimes you know when you skip someone in the line or you make someone's coffee wrong or whatever the difference is that some people will genuinely feel bad or you know correct their mistakes because what else can they do it's already happened but then other people will literally intentionally go out of their way to hurt other people or won't give a damn right and I just think this film shows a domino effect of how much we really do affect one another and it's so so relevant right now with everything going on with the virus and like COVID I just thought that was super interesting and the concept of the zombie apocalypse and how it spreads and it's just a whole thing and 
another reason why I want to touch base on that is because we see in the film with these other perspectives that are short snippets but still pretty um happening pretty often uh we have the perspective of this sort of baseball player and his friend or maybe possible love interest girlfriend um they're students i think they're either high school or college students and then we have these two older sisters who are on the train we have the father-daughter dynamic and they are consistently shown throughout the film we are very much following them but sometimes it does focus on and branches off on these other characters there's this couple who are expecting a baby and the dad's really buff and muscular but seems really sweet and the mom is also super helpful and oh my god I can't imagine like a zombie apocalypse and being pregnant it's just so scary and then there's a a guy who I think he might be homeless and like you see how people treat him at first but he actually ends up saving like lives and he seems like a genuinely interesting character I wish we had more from him even and there's this uh wait before that there's a conductor as well he does show up quite a bit in there then we have the villain the main obvious villain he's like greedy narcissistic he does whatever he wants he doesn't care who he affects and he actually really does fuck up so many people's lives like he essentially murders people in this film okay you're gonna see it and i get so pissed every time it doesn't matter how many times i watch this film i get so angry i literally could punch the screen i get so mad at this guy and it's even more upsetting because you find that if he wasn't even a character in this film um there would still be the fear with the zombies and the fear of death and then you're on this like enclosed space of a train it's and there's an outbreak on the train it's insane and then outside it's infected too so like what the fuck do you do but this guy if he was literally taken out of the equation there would be so many lives that weren't lost or at least not as quickly and as brutally um yeah fuck him he literally fucks up the ending um don't get me wrong there's a hopeful ending and it's really sweet and it makes me cry and yeah we get a really good pacing throughout the film and character development that really um makes that ending worthwhile and it earns it okay in the end but yeah, fuck this guy. You're gonna know who he is, and he's the clear villain. There isn't really a, a hero in the film. I don't want to say that they make the dad the hero or the passengers, but you do see this dynamic of morality and ethics. And this, again, is something that is... I guess we have like a set rule of what's morally right and wrong and whatever but I think if you take it case by case everyone is different and they're all going to have different values and morals so you putting your morals and values on other people doesn't really mean anything if they don't give a fuck about that and you see that in this film and that's why I wanted to note that specifically but I do see a lot of character development in such a short amount of time with all this stuff going on it's so well done and all these characters band together to essentially save their lives but they also save each other and they learn from this and i mean how can you not in this situation right but you do see other characters who don't learn from this they get selfish they risk other people's lives to save their own which 
who can say that they know exactly what they would do during a zombie apocalypse? You might go into shock, you might have anxiety, yeah, but some people are just inherently not good. And then what does being good even mean? And what is it to be a human? What is human? Like, what is this? Is this a simulation? Is this even real? (laughs) Now I'm getting into my weird conspiracy theories and shit, but I mean, when you think about it, these are just constructs that we've somehow created similar to things that are like rules and laws that aren't always essentially correct but because they've been forced upon us and set in stone even if they were made in like the fucking 1800s just because it's like law it's considered to be the right way which we know is not true i mean there was literally laws against like interracial marriage and like clearly very racist laws um specifically for america so we know that that's up for debate and obviously uh just because something is um said to be right or wrong or in the law it doesn't necessarily mean it is but i do think this film really does touch on that idea the moral and the ethical aspects and maybe a lot of films do but i think this one when you take it from that viewpoint you do really delve in and you're able to see how that would work in this film and yeah i just wanted to do a quick discourse commentary on Train to Busan. I think that you should watch this film. I don't think you're going to regret it. It is in Korean, so you will have to read subtitles if you're not fluent in Korean or you don't know any Korean. You might have to watch it a few times to catch some of these things that I brought up. Maybe not. Maybe you'll find something that I don't remember. Um, I don't think it's super graphic. I mean, it's not as graphic as films like what's the most graphic film I've seen lately Mm. I'm trying to make a correlation to one that's similar but I don't think it's that graphic I mean maybe if you know that you don't like zombies and gory maybe you shouldn't watch it or maybe you shouldn't watch it at night I know that I can't watch stuff like that at night but it's super good it really earns that ending I love the family dynamics I love stuff like that And the characters, with the short amount of time that we have in this film, really do feel super grounded and very real. I could picture them in in just in person, you know. So, thank you so much, and have a great day.